0: Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with com. My name is Abhishek and in the first issue of 2017, Forbes India takes a look at the social impact of doing business or socially oriented ventures. Now, joining me on the call is Assistant Editor Anshul Dhamija to talk about the package. Hi a very good morning to you.
1: Hi Abhishek.
0: Anshul, before we get into this uh, cover story, how are social ventures different from non-profit ones and uh, why do you argue that for-profit can have a bigger and a better impact to a social cause?
1: The point that we are trying to kind of talk about in this package is the growing importance of business models that give equal emphasis to social relevance and profitability. In that context, there is a visible rise of investments in those enterprises. Now, when we talk about investments, we're talking about equity capital, be it private equity or venture capital, that seek for-profit social ventures. Companies that are focused on, say, more rural Indian markets, companies that are focused on the bottom of the pyramid, they have largely been funded by NGOs, foreign entities. Uh, It's more philanthropy in nature. But there is a growing trend, and this has started from 2005 onwards in India, that social impact and profitability can coexist hand in hand.
0: What are some of the sectors where companies are contributing to this cause in India? One is financial inclusion, microfinance, lending, that's a big chunk. What are a few others that you've noticed? For the
1: longest time, uh, social enterprises and impact investments in the country uh, were focused on the financial inclusion space. And and when we talk about financial inclusion, we're talking about microfinance institutions. And, and there have been great examples of, you know, uh, Ujjivan, Janalakshmi, Equitas that have done very well and, you know, have gone on to uh, achieve great scale and given their investors' fabulous return. From 2010 to 2013, 4.1 billion of capital has flowed in the form of impact invest, investment. Of that 4.1 billion, a large chunk, uh, and that would be 54%, has flown to the clean technology space. I mean, the buzzword now is about uh, clean technology, issues of global warming. These issues have taken center stage. And even the government is talking now of you know, the long-term benefits of sustainable energy. So we, we, we can
0: see this shift happening. But we hear that climate change is a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese, according to one Mr. Donald Trump.
1: Uh, that I think is a <laughs> different debate, different, thing, and a, another platform that we could take that. But there has been a shift of focus in, in the way investors are looking at the social impact space in India. Clean technology, for one, is, is a very big focus. And that has also been driven by the fact that, you know, the, our prestigious MBA institute, that is the Indian Institute of Management and the BAD they have a dedicated fund that looks at clean technology as well as other uh, sectors, agriculture, cost-housing, etc. We're seeing many more young entrepreneurs actually looking to solve healthcare issues in rural India. And these are not, you know, philanthropic-driven initiatives, but these are business models based on profit.
0: Yes, and and taking one such example that you have written about is uh, gogoop.com. uh, which gives rural handloom weavers uh, a platform or a base to sell directly to buyers. And
1: very fascinating story. They are a marketplace mm-hmm. for handloom weaver cooperatives in India, allowing them to directly sell to buyers, be it abroad or in India, on their marketplace platform. Much like you know any other e-commerce marketplace. In every village in India, there is a cooperative that there are. Six lakh cooperatives in India of all kinds, not just handloom and handicrafts, and this primarily forms the backbone of the country's rural economy. These cooperatives. Founder of GOKO App, who is a Shiva Devi Reddy, he was this you know had this great career in the, in the tech space, then kind of left it and thought GOKO app was his calling. So he founded this in about 2012. This year, the government of India has awarded them as the best e-commerce company in the handloom space.
0: Ah, And uh, talking about brands, you have one on Fab India, which has been around for six decades and going strong. It has reinvented itself over the years. Very quickly, why why does it feature?
1: So Fab India has been around for uh, six decades, you're right, but it's not in its current apparel retail avatar. Much of its, uh, you know, retail avatar and focus on apparel has started from from 2000 onwards. It was largely... um, export of handloom furnishings till about in the early 90s. It it has done laudable work in creating livelihood and keeping alive traditions and the culture and the craft of Indian artisans. So, you know, much of the Fab India work that we see are all handwoven and handloom products that are made by rural artisans. And more importantly, much of this rural artisan base is largely women. So at the moment, it connects to 55,000 rural artisans. It's it's over a thousand crore company. Its profits are close to about a uh, hundred crore. These are the kind of business models that we're saying that can exist. You know, these big companies of scale that are profitable and that, that are impacting the lives of uh, people at the bottom of the pyramid. Not only that, and look at the investor profile in Fab India. You have Mr. Azeem Premji, Nandamil Ane both who are the on the folks India list.
0: How does the future look like? Do you do you see more Indians investing in these firms, given that most of uh, the current investment is being driven by foreign capital? I think it's 85% is what I read in, in one of the stories. So how, how does the future look like, the immediate future in this industry? You
1: are right. Uh, Impact Investors uh, Council of India suggests that much of the investment that comes in is foreign capital. It is not rupee capital as we, as many would like it. Many of Indian h and are still not yet getting that concept of, you know, investing in an ent- entity that is doing social good as well as can be profitable. For them, it's either you give money that is philanthropy or you give capital that is going to give you high returns. They are not able to, you know, understand that there is a common ground. Now, having said that, having said that, there are, a handful of Indian entrepreneurs, Indian HNIs, the likes of Vikram Gandhi, Chris Gopalakrishnan, Ronnie Skruvala, Ravi Venkateshan, Anil Rai Gupta. These are a few who are actually setting aside a portion of their personal wealth for impact investments.
0: I think on that note, Anshul, it's time to wrap up. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thanks so much, Abhishek.
0: And and all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.